0: All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. I'm telling you, we have all the best conversations off the air. I think we'll sell that show. Should we sell that one with the infant baptism one for like forty nine ninety five? Well, for maybe plus buy fi-
1: two. Single for forty nine ninety five. You can buy both for seventy
0: five. That's a great deal. Yeah, so we just go, no. solved all the issues of a six day creation <laughs> off the <laughs> off air. air. Um, and maybe maybe we we'll, maybe we'll play that one because I think that was good. We had a little conversation with our engineer. Anyway, sorry, this is the Gospel for Life. Um, around the table, Pastor Russ Herman. We have a uh, special guest host today, Pastor uh, Ryan Hemphill, and um, pastor pastoral intern from the Well Church, Ben Rao. Not quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm Josh Bills from the Well, Boise. I, Did I do I, that too quick? No, no, I, no. I just Please.
1: feel like maybe I, I. it's a little bit hurtful. If I Can I... Yep. Can we have an open, honest open moment Transparent here? moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, <laughs> you, you, you can't say, see this,
2: but there's a beautiful moment coming. <laughs> <Yeah. Yes.
1: laughs> you say, I'm here with guest, or host Russ Herman, or whatever you say. And then you say, and <laughs> our you special guest. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, you are a host. Oh, you're okay. ju- you're oh, special oh, okay. You are a special okay. host. Okay. Because
0: but we are special. special.
3: <laughs> and, I, and then I realized that I'm not. Um, do we need to put the symbols back? <laughs> yeah.
1: <every> yeah. <laughs> First we get rid of the symbols, and now I've been demoted to the
0: non-special category. See, so. do you see what I have to put up with a listener? This it's is a tough. regular... It's tough. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about um, Paul Tripp's book, Do You Believe? Um, I actually think this is where he starts to shine the most... We're talking about the doctrine of creation. Um, he basically gives a doctrine and then he gives the practical application of it. And I actually always think it's the latter part that he does better at.
1: Yep. It's the second chapter in each of the pairings that I think is where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Mm. So buy Bovink for the first part yep. um, to get the, the doctrinal side, buy Trip. To to get you
0: into the practical application of those of those doctrines, yeah. which I, I mean, I think if we could just convince um, evangelicals today that the doctrine of creation has practical application, like if, if listener, if you just believe that, like that would open up like worship for you more than just Sunday.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: So he went through several. Uh, Statements, Um, And I just want to read the statement, and then let's ask the question, what are some implications of these statements? So the first statement has to do with purpose. So here's the statement. The doctrine of creation teaches us that we do not look to ourselves for purpose, but we look to our creator. What are some implications of that statement?
3: I think we can see that just kind of in our world today of… I mean, the predominant view is that mankind is just one of many animals. Um, and if, if, if we have that view of humanity, you know, there's not really an inherent value in mankind. you know some philosophers talk about how you know it's okay to you know do away with people if they don't have a understanding of their life you know whether that's an infant or an elderly person who's got dementia or alzheimer's who is was a drain on society and if you don't have a, an inherent value in humanity if we're just some other beast you know i think that's a logical conclusion um however god has said we are his creation made in his image so what that does is it gives every single human being from the moment of conception until they take their last, even beyond, because as you know, Pastor Russ, you pointed out in an episode previously, you know, we're eternal beings yeah. that God has made. Our souls never die, and our bodies will be raised again. Um, every human being has inherent value. Mm. Yeah,
1: the whole idea of purpose. We were created as image bearers. So our very core of our existence is to bear the image mm-hmm. of God, to reflect his image in all things, and as a result, we're created for the glory of God because the greatest glory is to reflect God's image. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so the idea is that all of humanity has value, has worth, has dignity, has a purpose because we've been stamped with the image of God. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, and this is why as, as children of God, we're being recreated into the image of God, the image that was lost because of sin. Um, Paul talks about the fact in in Colossians and Ephesians that we're being recreated in um, holiness and righteousness and true knowledge. And so as those that are born again, we are having that renewal of the image of God. It's never completely lost in fallen humanity, Mm. but it is significantly damaged and marred.
0: um, And, And because of that, every human being that comes into the world has a crisis of identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about contemporary culture today, hey, I, I'm transgender, or I'm um, a practicing homosexual, or I, 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 y- y- people want to grab a hold of some purpose, some identity that they could make sense of their lives with. Mm-hmm. And so um, there should be a, a sympathy on the part of Christians, not that we would um, identify with that sin or – or um celebrate that sin but we would say hey look they're looking for something to to grab their 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 lives with it's
2: it's it's like a mirror so the fall breaks that mirror that is is to reflect the image of god perfectly and trying to look for the answers to life's deepest questions like why am i here what does this all mean trying to look inside the broken mirror for those answers Mm -hmm. is, is futile. Mm -hmm. All of the answers are, are in God himself, not, not in the broken, marred image of God that
1: we have now. That's Mm -hmm.
0: right. Absolutely. I mean,
1: this is what basically Augustine is, is talking about that our hearts are restless until they find their rest in, Mm. in, in God. And it's really what, what Ben is talking about that, We have a purpose that we were created for. And we're going to be restless. We're going to, to to be broken and empty and struggle. And this is where what Josh is saying, that we need to pity those that are outside of Jesus Christ because they truly are. They know they're an image bearer. And they know they have, um, inherently, they know that they have a greater purpose than what they, they have outside of Christ. And they're searching yeah. hopelessly to find that purpose in things that are not large enough, that are not big enough, that are not... Um, that aren't fit mm-hmm. to 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 give them the purpose that they need. Yeah. And this is why it's so important that we are the need to be those that that proclaim the gospel. Yes. Because we do provide the only hope that they have for real purpose and meaning and a life of joy and peace and and, and all of the rest of the things that provide the the the, the foundation from which we live as believers. Yeah. Mm. So this is not a secondary matter to me to say that that we were created with a purpose mm-hmm. and that purpose is to reflect the image of God, because I think all of life actually flows out of that
0: fundamental truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, Paul Paul sums up our whole purpose um, for existence in in one verse, 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether you eat or drink or or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Mm. Um, we were made to be worshiping beings, and we're going to look at this more later. But that is the purpose of our life. I mean. I, when we watch those nature shows, so we're talking about the doctrine of creation, right? We watch mm-hmm. those nature shows, and they're wildly popular, like Planet Earth or whatever. You are brought to this point of celebration; your your heart can't help it. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? The commentator comes in, and he he strips away that glory, and he 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 attributes it all to naturalistic evolutionary causes, right? right. Well, that leaves those shows very unsatisfying. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: that, that's why we always watch them
0: with it muted. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It's a fantastic idea. Um, So purpose. um, um, Purpose. The doctrine of creation teaches us that we do not look to ourselves for purpose, but we look to our creator. So um, I think we have time to do do one more statement. Um, This is the the idea of ownership. So Tripp says, the logic of creation says, if you make it, you own it. So it is with God's creation of the world and everything in it. What are some implications of that?
2: We don't own anything in a, in a fundamental sense. Um, and and Tripp points out we don't even own
0: ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's the Heidelberg Catechism question, right? The yes. first question, what is my only comfort in life and death? That I, both body and soul and life and death, do, uh, belong. I belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Mm. And it's not just that, uh, those that are children of God that belong to God. God is the, the maker and creator and sustainer of all things. Mm. He brought all things into existence by the the word of His power, and upholds them by that same word of power. He provides for them and cares for them, and for that reason, He has an ownership over all things. And when you begin to just pause and think about that, then what you realize is that there is no area out of in my life that is outside of God's governance. Mm-hmm. And this is why First Corinthians ten thirty one does matter. That whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Well, why? Because in every detail of life, God has already planted his stamp upon it and said, this is mine. This area of life is mine. This arena is mine. These things are mine. Everything belongs to me, and I brought all things into existence for my glory. And his glory is not some egotistical, self-centered aspect. The fact that he brought creation into existence shows the graciousness of God where he's saying the greatest good of this world is myself, and I'm going to bring this world into existence so that for eternity they can revel in me, the Mm -hmm. creator.
0: I would say that if, if sin is actually an ownership problem, yes, when we sin in a particular way, what we're saying is, that belongs to me Mm -hmm. rather than God. And and Tripp points this out masterfully in Mm -hmm. in the book. He says, sexual abuse is an ownership problem. Mm. Emotional abuse of your spouse is an ownership problem. Racial hatred is an ownership problem. Corrupt politics is an ownership problem. Materialistic greed is an ownership problem. And it goes on and on. You can just name any sin. And the reason why he calls them ownership problems is because we think that we can take this one part of creation and use it however we want to. (laughs) Well, this goes
1: back to the original sin of Adam and Eve. That sin really is, at its very core, us taking God's good gifts and using them for our own means – Mm-hmm. apart from what god has said and adam and eve in essence defied god's authority and said you have given these things in your creation and we don't want to listen to what you've said that we may or may not do with your good creation we want to be our own owners we do and the knowledge the tree of knowledge of good and evil was not a, um an, it was not in and of itself an evil god had declared that tree to be good mm-hmm. So the tree itself was not an evil. Yeah. It was an evil for Adam and Eve to disobey God's clear command with regard yeah. to God's good creation. Yeah. And that's really what all those lists of sins that you said, yeah. is we're taking good gifts and distorting them for our own, um, based upon our own desires, yeah. which are sinful.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned on a previous show, Ryan, uh, how the tree of the knowledge of good and evil basically represented God's lordship. It was like the boundary marker saying, everything is mine, but this tree represents my ownership of you. Don't trespass upon that.
3: I'm not sure if I said that, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll <laughs> take it. it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, God, had he not put that in there, um, had he not made it, I mean... It becomes that because he gave his word, the command, don't do this, yep. and exercising his sovereign dominion over all things.
1: Yep. And I think at the end of the day, we need to just continue to ask ourselves, how can I use God's good gifts for his glory? How can I use these things that God has brought into existence in a way that an image bearer ought to do? Yep. And then
0: that hopefully that shifts our thinking. Yep. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.